0: i am sam valentine and today i am being joined by my brother from another mother I cannot say enough good guy good guys enough good things about this guy and good guys he does like good guys young guys i think as well uh, this is lost john mcmahon himself uh thanks for coming back on my, bro- my brother
1: i'll always be here as long as there are young guys to be had
0: young boys so you're like mucky in final fantasy 7 like let's get in the hot tub
1: well, that's because that's a specific kind of young. I'm not in the cuties bracket of young seeking. I'm I'm young like Cloud Strife, twenty one years old in his prime, Mako infused. That's what I'm looking for. Don't give me anything else, please.
0: Yeah, no, no one wants young. We don't. We're, not, we're talking young guys, not young
1: boys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And listen, we we're, we're talking. Final Fantasy 16, as the entire world is talking Final Fantasy 16 right now. I say the entire world, that small subsection of weebs that listen to podcasts like this uh, who love Final Fantasy, that portion of the world is talking about Final Fantasy 16. The, the rest of the world is probably talking about like riots or so, you know something going on. The COVID, something but-
1: incredibly inconsequential that has nothing to do with anything. 16 is what is really important, people. Keep that in mind. It's
0: the, it's the game that's going to bring everyone together, right?
1: It, it, or tear everybody apart. And then if people do riot over 16, that'll be a riot that matters. Not just, oh, hundreds of years of racial injustice. Who gives a fuck?
0: No, who gives a fuck about that i mean i'd imagine there's some injustice in this game and it's probably worse because there's 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 creatures in it so
1: right exactly. creature injustice
0: is worse they could Big even giant be flaming beasts that is worse than
1: covid of course it is and they could even be tinted a little bit darker something for the sjw's to latch onto, perhaps
0: they could, they could be gay phoenix oh, probably God. is
1: don't ever Okay, well, you know, don't ever it, bring up gay and flaming, impossible, magical bird that exists together in a sentence, because that is not cool, dude, with me.
0: No, that, that's not going to be their next logo. They've had unicorns, flaming <laughs> phoenix, you know.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So before we jump into 16, there's like a, a nagging like thing, like you know, like something's just bothering you, it's just on your mind. And that is the the history of letdowns and bullshit that we have endured from Square Enix when it comes to Final Fantasy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so, more Square Enix has been more thorough in their upholding of their recent history of letdowns than they've been thorough in upholding the history of the series. So it's definitely important to note that. It's something that you talked about. Uh, it's something that I've talked about ad nauseum uh, in the group we both run on Facebook, Square Posting. Of course, you guys have heard us say that, but it's it's something that definitely needs to be said. Uh, so a lot of our hopes for this game, right, Sam, just come from the fact that it's it could maybe not be another letdown, but it could be. You weren't impressed by the trailer. I know that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't impressed by the trailer. And and as I've said multiple times, that's probably a good thing because I've I've been impressed by the bullshit they've been putting out um, when it comes to trailers. But when I actually play the games, I'm let down. So this this is the flip side. The trailer does nothing for me. But if the game's good, am I in for a win all of a sudden? Because the thing is, like... You and me are definitely in agreement with this, and I know a lot of people shit on Final Fantasy X, but for me, that is the last great Final Fantasy game. For me, at least.
1: Truly great. Yeah, people also argue 12, and I really enjoy 12. I think a lot of people really enjoyed playing through 12, and there's a lot to play through if you really get into the game in terms of hunts and actually trying to complete. The game and all of the uh the the optional super bosses that you have to deal with like omega mark 12 and you have uh yasmat and tiamat and all that bullshit but but in terms of last truly great narratively i think 10 i think i'd be inclined to agree with you i think 10 is the last one
0: yeah and, and just from like you know just narrative and storytelling and even just down to gameplay like the way they switched up the literally switched up um, the battle system where you could actually flip back and forth between two rows of characters like swap one out and have one come in I felt that and, and and the sphere grid I think they did a lot to like revolutionize the franchise and then after that they kind of just forgot about everything they'd done before and moved into this strange new era which started with an mmo and then continued onward into a downward spiral in, you know in my general I know there's going to be 14 fans screaming. Look, 14 Realm Reborn is a good game, but that's like it almost feels like a little miracle in the midst of all this bullshit that's been happening. Well,
1: it's two things. It's the first thing when you say this downward spiral uh, was precipitated by an MMO. You you mean 11, right? And yeah. how 12 drew uh, drew from that in terms of its combat system and its exploration and the way 12 is. Het was developed in the way it plays. It's very much like a single player MMO. Um, yeah. Anybody who's even played a solo class in an MMO like Eleven, which was Red Mage or Blue Mage or maybe like fucking Beastmaster or Puppet Master or some goofy shit like that, uh, could relate to it. It's a it's a lot like playing Twelve, but Twelve still had the. I
0: I, I, I used to play Ass Master.
1: Ass Master. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of us have gone through that phase. Just most of us grew out of it. Is the only yeah. thing. So what happens is. When you're playing 11, as a solo class, it almost ends up being a lot like 12. So I see what you're saying. Uh, And the other thing I wanted to bring up was that 12, or not 12, but 14 being a little miracle in terms of uh, the uh, realm reborn or the realm that was reborn uh, as per Naoki Yoshida. That's something that's incredibly critical to the success or potential success of 16 that we have to look at, which is that Yoshida, Naoki Yoshida, has this unprecedented ability to bring a game back, or a series of games, because 14 is a series yeah. of games. Uh, after the 1.0, which was a m- monumental, monolithic failure, everybody recognizes it. I had friends at the time, I never tried the OG version, the vanilla version of Final Fantasy 14, but people said it was fucking terrible. Then they came out with a Red, a Realm Reborn, directed by your boy Yoshi P, and it brought everything back, and it only continued to get better. So when we look at sixteen, we're looking at a guy who has the ability to bring a game or potentially a series of games back from the brink of death, and we've seen a lot of death in this series—way
0: uh, too much. Like, and and it, it is important that when people talk about his success, his success in 14 that they remember the original 14 was dog shit they have to remember that like when when mentioning how good it is even the players that are playing now probably a lot of that player base did not play the original 14 they've latched onto it because the game got hype people enjoyed it like i would say even now like i don't really play mmos like uh, i've been on and off through the years and i played 14 up until um the expansion before last and then I just gave up on it because I just don't have the time to put into them that as a game goes this is probably the best MMO on the market right now is Final Fantasy XIV
1: it's good it encompasses a lot of what Eleven did right um, being able to master every single class that you have access to and you have to go out and get the uh, ability to actually learn these classes through different side quests and then each class has their own or each job uh, going with Final Fantasy nomenclature each job has its own specific Gauntlet of trials that you need to overcome in order to master those classes and they're tailored to each job and they uh, They hearken they back to just everything that is so true and so originally and so classically Final Fantasy That it's really hard to ignore not even uh, Yoshi P's success with the game in general, but just how much the game really gave back to the players who have been there since the fucking beginning.
0: Yeah. And he himself has built up a lot of grace, right? With, with the 14. Is it a trilogy? I can't remember how many expansions they've had, right? At least four. Yeah. He's built up a lot of grace since releasing that, even the crossovers they did, even crossovers, crossovers with lightning were good events in the game, you know? Like, he's managed to look back at what the franchise has done even recently and further back with the Kafka boss fight and all this other stuff they've added into it and go, oh, I like this and I can put it in a really faithful, well-written, decent way that fans will love in my game. Even with even with the you know, Nier, which isn't Final Fantasy, gets a crossover in fourteen in a way that's actually fun.
1: I agree, and you know what? I was opposed to that uh, relentless fan service at first. It struck me in the same way as uh Sakaguchi delivered nine, which was just this Relentless assault of things that we've already seen before in the series But as the series continues to make this departure from what made it originally great you start to gravitate towards those things again like anything having to do with any like chocobos or moogles or anything that's classically Final Fantasy any job system uh, any of the people who worked on uh, any of the original games Ito uh, the guy who wrote and directed Tactics, any anything like that. Um, so it's at first I was not pleased with the the prospect of all of this fan service being in the game. But as we've departed further from what has made the game historically a cult classic, it, it's it's a welcome surprise. And the fact that this guy is going to be producing at least sixteen is something that the fans have latched onto in part. I know you know the fan base has been divided about this, but part of the fan base is really uh welcoming this new entry with Oakam uh Welcome Arms.
0: Yeah, like majoritively well, I'm gonna say this. I said I think I I, for those who don't know, I put a video out on the this classic YouTube channel. Please check that out. Where I kind of mentioned there is a divide divide in the fan base and they kind of divide into two camps. And those are the people that started with 15 and have played 15 and 7R. And there are those who have started before 15. The the, the fans of 15 and 7R, the people that are putting ships on the internet, the people that will go and try and dox um, <laughs> yeah. members of the community for not agreeing with their ships and all this mad shit that we've seen, or that will just like post fan art and write Wattpad stories about how Cloud wants to suck off Sephiroth or whatever the fuck mad shit they want to do. Those fans are going to be and not only are going to be have been very vocal about not liking 16. Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I was nonplussed about it. You, John, really enjoyed the trailer and are looking forward to what the future brings. But there is a part, there is a portion of the fan base that personally, I don't care if they like it or not, that genuinely are not going to like this game.
1: You're right, and I guess that is the, uh, I guess you reap what you sow as far as that's concerned. When you come yeah. out with a game like fifteen, uh, when you come out with something like seven remake, which is a lot different from the original in many ways, like uh, Heidegger has a fucking smartphone that has cameras linked up to, like n- none of that was in the OG. Could have been possibly implied, but we didn't even have that technology in the in the first place. So it's like you have this number of different settings you have this number of different uh, canons and the way characters are made, different character designers, different writers, different directors of games. Every game is aesthetically different in one way or another from each other that you're going to get, no matter how good anything looks uh, at its inception or how lackluster it looks, to go with your point, you're going to get people who just aren't at the 16th, Entry of a game series unimpressed. You're going to get that inevitably. Uh, so, but I think the important takeaway is that while I already said that I was unimpressed with the relentless fan service earlier in 14 and games like 9, I now kind of understand where that's coming from, and we've had so many failures in a row that it's nice to get back to what originally made the series click and what gave it its foundation.
0: Yeah. And I think from the trailer, it was very evident that mentioning crystals showing Chocobos, showing us an empire um, and the Imperials, that they are definitely moving from what we saw in eight onwards and I I will speak about why 7 kind of falls into this category a little bit and have gone for what we've seen previously. If you call the reason why I include 7 is if you called Shinra Imperials it would be the same thing right. that they've done over and over. It's only with 8 where they start going this is an enemy. Oh no, but this is your real enemy and this is you know that they bring in oh and now there's space shit going on. Like it's only an 8 that they start departing away from that even with 9 your enemy changes from the the Queen to Kuja to Garland to Kuja again to Necron, you know, and it just kind of shifts around. Whereas all the way through seven, even when you shift your focus to to Sephiroth, Shinra, the Imperials, so to speak, are still a constant threat and a constant thing in that world. And they, they, they take an adversarial role, which is exactly what previous Final Fantasies have done.
1: Yeah, they have, and it's 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 crazy if you look at it. Um, it seems that the fan favorite Final Fantasies that are builds have the best story, like Tactics. Like some people will say, twelve. I don't necessarily agree, but uh, if you look at games like that, they are great war stories where the Imperials remain the Imperials, and it's always kind of two different sides with multiple different key moving figures playing against each other whereas in a lot of the games we've seen so to go back to the final fantasy 7 example like yes you do have shinra in your periphery for majority of the game and they are billed as kind of the big bad in the beginning but it very quickly into the game becomes sephiroth and it becomes this group of ragtag heroes who just has to go up against the big bad and they sephiroth uh shinra's in the background of course but Games that resonate with the fan base in a different way like tactics like 12 are these war stories where it's not just a big bad It's not any one person is the catalyst for all this bullshit. It's it's a lot of uh, Lore it's a lot of history that goes into it. It's a lot of countries that feel like they have been scorned It's a lot of different mindsets involved that are all working against each other in different ways and I think 16 is going to give us a lot of that. It's going to give us a more, rather than a very straightforward story, it's a very small group of people against one person who is this big evil because he went insane, but we're going to try to make him sympathetic anyway. It's going to be a more realistic take on what it, what a struggle is between two different parties, hopefully. But we don't know because we've seen so little in the trailer. So little,
0: yeah. So even with the presentation, um, which is the... It's literally to me, um, speaking of the trailer and sticking to the trailer and what we saw in the trailer now, the only thing that unimpressed me is I've seen this stuff before. Like, I think a lot of people misunderstood me and maybe I lent on it because I did because I wanted to get people talking and make memes and piss people off oh, and right. have fun and <laughs> yeah. shitpost. Which, know, is, and
1: just, which is the point, yeah. Yeah, which
0: is the point, right? But it is that, like I've seen this kind of trailer before from multiple franchises for 20 years and this this kind of trailer doesn't impress me like if amazon dropped their trailer for the new lord of the rings that they are currently making tomorrow with with black female gandalf and all I'm yeah. not going to be impressed by it like no matter how much inclusion they decide to throw in the old tolkien story I'm not it's not going to impress me right. because I I know it I've seen this before so I'm I'm unimpressed by the trailer but it doesn't mean I dislike what they're doing
1: no, I hear that. And uh, being unimpressed with the trailer is uh, completely, uh, God, I hate this word, valid. I'm going to start to sound like an SJW. Next you're going to hear me saying toxic and I'm going to be dyeing my hair turquoise and all types for, of fucking shit.
0: Thanks for validating me, John. How's the vegan diet anyway?
1: Uh, it's pretty good. Let me tell you something. Eating raw is kind of a pain in the ass. Daya cheese tastes like, um, well, it tastes like a... Like a, like a mother bird kind of ate up a worm and regurgitated it back into my mouth. That's what like that vegan cheese tastes like. But anyway, getting back to 16, it's, I can understand being unimpressed with the trailer. And you're right. If any other high fantasy series that is popular at the moment came out with something, it would look a lot like what we saw from 16. But I would also contend, and you've heard me say this before, that this trailer that we got, I believe, was rushed out. Uh, I don't think the game's going to be rushed, but I think the trailer and the presentation of what we're supposed to see in the game and expect from the game was rushed out due to pressure that was coming down from the top. I think Sony wanted Square Enix to produce, wanted to show something, knowing that a 7R Part 2 trailer wasn't going to be ready at this point in time. And because they knew that they would have so little to show, they wanted 16 shown now. And they you can tell that because they showed it fucking first.
0: Yeah, this is the uh, pressure Sony apparently put on everyone who showcased something during this event. Sony had no plans of doing this event until Microsoft dropped their price out to the world. Right. You know, Sony hadn't announced this until like literally a day after or two days after Microsoft announced their price. They weren't planning on showing anyone anything probably not until the end of this month maybe even october when there's only a month left to buy maybe even down to the date that they the console's actually available probably would have been a bit further back in time which is why they've done this stupid global heart america australia japan gets it at this point and europe gets it at this point like when have they done that in recent times where they haven't just given a global release so Sony definitely will put in pressure on everyone within this week and a half period to get their shit in for this this big reveal and this big event. And I think that does show with what they had to offer on Sixteen. Because this everything we saw in Sixteen looks like the beginning of the game. Looks like the first couple of hours of gameplay is what we got to see rather than it does. rather than clip its throughout the game to build us a big trailer of what to expect.
1: It does. And the gameplay wasn't even captured off of the uh, the PlayStation 5 hardware. It was captured on PC. So this because is still, still very much it, right? in development. So like yeah. a big complaint, the graphics are a big problem. And it's like, look, graphically, it doesn't look better than 7R was built to look. But look at what we got with 7R when it actually came out. Like what yeah. we have hope for, which is the theme of the entire trailer and my opinion surrounding the trailer and I think your opinions to a large extent is hope and part of the hope is that this is so early on like what we have been shown that there's no telling like we know there's going to be graphical updates we know that the hardware that we'll actually be able to play this on is not only going to be more affordable uh, than PC by a long shot but it's going to have evolved to a point where it's going to run something that looks a lot better than what we've seen. Uh, but yeah. that just goes back to that we were shown something too early. Now, the hope is also that we were simply shown the trailer too early and not the game too early, that the game isn't rushed out. And I think that's, that hope is substantiated by the fact that Square Enix has other moneymakers in the works. Uh, Square yeah. Enix had a great past two fiscal years. If you look at the release of Kingdom Hearts 3, which sold, it moved 5 million copies in its first week then uh, final fantasy seven are the same amount of copies in about three or four months or maybe five months but yeah, that's the, the, 10 the, the, million copies of giant 60 dollars games in the past two years so they're doing okay so hopefully that takes pressure off of creative business unit three that's heading 16
0: yeah and in and- It's looking at those business units and knowing that, you know, obviously one is dealing with Kingdom Hearts projects and 7R, and three is literally focused purely on 16. I don't think they've got anything else in the works other than Yoshi P's commitment to 14 Realm Reborn. But it's one of these, like we're in one of these situations where I'm not on the fence because... If you were to listen or hear what I say, you'd think I am on the fence. No, I'm in the camp of, I think this game's going to be good. That That's what camp I'm actually in. I'm just cautious. I'm so fucking cautious. And when I saw like hype videos people like creaming their fucking pants like oh my god it's a chocobo It's like we see a fucking chocobo in every fucking video like every final fantasy see one of these fuckers what are you creaming your pants over it for it's one of the
1: memes it's one of the memes in final fantasy is a fucking chocobo or a cactar or something and it's like oh my
0: god a kid turned into ifrit and like it's what that's different from yuna being able to summon them like what
1: like Dude, just I want to punch... I just want to punch a motherfucker who makes a reaction video in their mouth. Like, I, like I cannot stand that culture of, like... And I hate to say... Because, like, we've done videos, but, like, you and I have done, like, ironic versions of, like, reaction videos. And I don't blame yeah. people for trying to get their money. But at the same time, it's like... It, you can be reacting to the most lackluster shit, like the fucking Fortnite port PS5 reveal. And people are reacting to that. Oh, one million views. Like, it's like, who gives a fuck? It, it, it's it, like,
0: listen. It, it, I didn't jump out of my chair when I watched the Twin Towers fall. I ain't gonna jump out of my chair for a chocobo, you know.
1: And you certainly didn't put up a reaction video on fucking YouTube. <laughs> no.
0: Can you imagine? It'd be funny to do. Right? Funny. <laughs> Just fucking this is my reaction, millennial like, like. Let's find someone, a Gen Z kid like my my my, yeah. my nephew, like eleven year old, reacts to watching the Twin Towers <laughs> <laughs> fall video. What's funny, up, guys? It's, it's
1: Sam Valentine with this guy. Are sick and today I am going to be watching the Twin Towers fall in slow motion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the falling man. Do you remember that? And they banned it—the picture of him from everywhere. Right, the guy, that's right, thinking. right,
1: right. Yeah. Well, but you I just have we, to say you, that the video is sponsored by Manscaped, and you'll be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, shadow legends. Um, mm-hmm. But, but like. <laughs> The thing with it is, right, so when I saw all this shit happening, and, and I reacted to it live, which when we did the like we had we had technical problems anyway. But when we did this like live reaction, we mi- we missed it, but what we didn't miss was us all collectively actively watching it while the stream wasn't yeah. working. And we and apart from one of us on the live stream uh out there were like kind of like mm, this does nothing for me, you know. Only uh, yeah. TN who appears, you know, periodically parod- on on the show was like, "Oh my god, I'm hype. But then a couple of days later, I'm like, "Hey, we should do some more about 16." He was like, oh, "I ain't feeling it no more." Like, his mind's kind of shifted. Like, he's kind of changed his opinion from hype to like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, um, I've recently been playing The Witcher, and I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at this, and I'm kind of like going, mm, you know. But I already play games that I like that, and I can kind of get that apathy for the game. I, I understand it because I kind Who's of get it Tien?
1: too. TN, yeah. Yeah, Tien, the thing about Tien is like the thing that you guys have to understand, and Tien, I love you, my 420 pussy pounding brother. You gotta understand, I I really do have a lot of love for Tien, and I do like the guy a lot. Charismatic, funny as shit, the lock prick, him, damn self. Um, But, the problem with Tien is he is like a gamer gamer. He's an overall gamer. He just plays, so he's like, I'm playing Witcher, I'm playing I will get uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I've played Skyrim, i played this and that. He's not looking at Final Fantasy 16 in the bubble in which we truly need to examine it as fans of Wings in the series the the, the one game the man has played is like Revenant Wings which is a game I exclusively played when I was taking shits like mobile games I just especially Square Enix mobile games I play on the shitter and I might take a little extra time to wipe my ass but after I wipe my ass I put the game down it's not a game that is meant to be favorite do you
0: wait till your leg goes numb or not yeah no, well, if your leg goes numb, if your leg goes numb, it's not too bad of a game.
1: Yeah, that's not usually You've the gauge your welcome, for me, right? If your leg right. goes numb, I usually I usually wait for the torrent of diarrhea to stop. But that torrent of diarrhea has usually been spurred on by the game I'm playing. As long as it's produced by Square Enix, so to get back yeah, to the true, point, like the fact that your favorite game is a mobile game in the series, like it can't. It's like, yeah, I can get you not being excited about 16, but I can, so I can see your point, Sam, about the average gamer not being truly excited about a game like Final Fantasy 16. But if you're a true Final Fantasy fan and you love what makes the series tick, you got to look at this from inside the Final Fantasy bubble. And you got to really examine it from a point where this could be the thing that could actually, even if it, so that's a, that's a good question even if this does do a lot for Final Fantasy, will it do for Final Fantasy what needs to be done to bring it back to the popular appeal?
0: Probably not.
1: So that's a huge issue, isn't it?
0: I think the only way to bring Final Fantasy back into the general gaming sphere is to make some sort of over-the-top in your face, loud, easy to play, bullshit, which is not what the franchise ever needs. It's what right. they kind of tried a little bit with 15. They really, really tried to appeal to the mainstream or to the anime fan style of mainstream, not the full mainstream. They tried it a bit with uh, the with, with 7R. They definitely tried to appeal to the mainstream they tried. Um, in they the community. tried. And and I don't even think they failed with 15 or or 7r in getting that you know the the 5 months 5 million sales for a game that's exclusive on the PlayStation that has lost its luster like final fantasy as a franchise is not bad sales but if they really want to bring final fantasy back from the brink and in 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 terms of the the general players they need to make it more like kingdom hearts that's what they need to do kingdom hearts It is probably a bigger, more well-known franchise now than Final Fantasy. And Kingdom Hearts started as a spin-off of Final Fantasy.
1: But it's well-known for being shit. See, that's the problem. Like Square (laughs) Enix has been actually even known outside of circles that are Square Enix-based just for being shit. It's not that same genre that used to push the envelope, uh, which is a point that you made in your great video on YouTube. You guys should check that out because he lays out his points incredibly eloquently um, this guy are sick on YouTube, but it is, it's that, it gets to that point where it's like, um, you know what, it, it's clear that this game is not going to be that in-your-face, uh, maybe call to action that gamers need to get back into 16, but maybe restoring hope in this company and this franchise in the wider view requires some introspection, and maybe this game will be introspective as to where this series is heading, maybe this will be subversive, like Heaven's Ward and like Shadows was in fourteen. Maybe this will actually work narratively. Uh, maybe this will wor- give you a generic kind of bullet points canon, but work within that to kind of overthrow what you know about narrative story from a storytelling from a JRPG perspective and That's help hope, bring John, respect back to the name
0: what you're saying is my hope and like with the introspectiveness we can see from yoshi p with the events that at first you were not too you were like oh this is fan service but maybe that's not fan service that's like maybe just paying respect and you know the introspective of what this franchise was is what he was doing the near thing is probably fan service because people just wanted their female characters have tiny little skirts but
1: yeah the the
0: rest of it was definitely I think him playing like serious homage to what went before
1: well didn't uh, didn't Yoshida fucking wasn't he the character designer for Automata let me look maybe Near like, off the top of my head
0: you need to, yeah, we, we, need the, we need the Alexa tell me you know,
1: one of those checks <laughs> Alexa who has the fattest ass which by the way <laughs> there was that fucking uh, mod going around with 2B with an absolutely voluptuous ginormous uh, ass and I just it, thought to myself I was like you know what real women don't even look like this so what is the fucking point
0: it was me who posted that just because I saw it and was like what the fuck
1: in nah, square posting, which everyone
0: everyone come and join us in square posting like we're really approachable uh, that's one thing what john starts looking this up that i do want to say is like i've had people go like the other day someone messaged me and was like i didn't realize your page this guy's sick was just one dude i was like they, they thought i was like a corporation like they were trying to call me out on like a spelling mistake i was like no it's literally what i'm on i'm having a shit making a meme. Like there's just going to be, a, you know, it may have been a bad shit. I'm going to, I just played a Square Enix game. It was definitely a bad shit. So it, it, spelling mistakes happen. And they were like, like until I changed the profile picture to just have me in the profile picture, a lot of people thought this guy sick with some sort of corporation or paid for platform to push it. I'm not. I'm just a normal guy. And so is John, you know, and SquarePost is a really, really good place to interact with us. Just don't take what we do seriously because people do, when we it's, post it's, when we post memes there, some people get really fucking like, You're a piece of shit and you're just what's wrong with this franchise. I'm like, No, I'm I'm joking. Like, you know.
1: Well, not only we are we joking, we're facilitating actual discourse, not like um like listen, we're gonna have a really we're going to have a really uh, respectful conversation about uh Square Enix game, a Kingdom Hearts game, a Final Fantasy game, and we're going to really dig into it, but we're going to try to dig up things that we actually like about it. It's, it's like, no, we have actual discourse, and a lot of that discourse is us screaming at each other, but so is a court of law in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It's just rather than being wrapped yeah. up in inc- incomprehensible ease, it's we actually curse at each other. What's the Yoshida. Senate like? What's the, the Senate, Senate
0: like? What's the Senate like? You know, those fuckers are just screaming at each other all day.
1: It, it, it's, it's Palpatine. Palpatine yeah. is the Senate. Palpatine has always been the Senate. Uh, everybody knows this. Uh, it was a different Yoshida. I'm sorry. Because uh, I get the names confused all the time. It's Akihiko Yoshida rather than uh, Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P of 14, who is producing 16. Uh, Akihiko Yoshida was the character designer on uh near automata um but i thank him for that because god damn that is some spank bank material if i have ever seen it uh which i've talked about before but that was one of the points of those characters being designed that way especially the females who most of the androids of course i know you played the game sam but are female um and yeah. those who aren't seem to be like these small reconnaissance model boys right so it's this weirdly feminist story, but it's also about objectifying these things that are already objects, which they're androids, yeah. but it's also m- m- designed in a way where you are forced to see them as human, maybe even more so than humans, uh, even though they are technological constructs. And the way that a game like Automata, though not developed by Square, but produced by and with some help from uh, creative business unit too, uh, the way that a game like Nier Automata or the original Nier or Dragon Guard series uh, subverts and helps expand the art of storytelling is something that is the hope for 16 bringing that name back to the forefront of fans of the series and even greater just gaming fans in general to go back to what we were talking about. Like, yeah, so hopefully the I think the staffing is there. I think they have the names working on the project that need to be there. And I think the names that don't need to be there are relegated to other projects. And I think that's a big thing that we have uh, hope-wise. But again, it's a very yeah. sad state of affairs when our hope comes from what it isn't rather than what it should be.
0: Which is what I'd like, uh, before we move on, because I think, I think we've exhausted, you know, talking about the trailer and, and oh, what, of what this game could be. Um, I tried to express express this in a meme that ended up being quite overly popular which i wasn't wasn't expecting which was the uh, ben affleck breathing the cigarette sighing and then the next one that i got like (laughs) him just grinning and it's like the first the first part is like him sighing is like this trailer's kind of generic it's boring and then the next part is realizing that all the dickheads that have ruined the franchise aren't working on it you know and that is that meme that is the literal meme that sums up my exact opinion Of of any meme I've made about this, that's the one. That's the one that shows you how I really feel.
1: I think it sums up a lot of people's opinions who uh, actually have some kind of, um, who have have some tenure with this company, who have spent a long time playing these games. Anybody who knows where we're coming from, whether you came in at Final Fantasy 1 or Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy 10, and you've just seen the trajectory, you can understand where we're coming from on that point. But yeah. To, yeah, you're right, to wrap up on that, because I don't think we could say anything that hasn't already been said about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: because the trailer has been over-analyzed. Analyzed. It, it's been analyzed by... People we love, people we like, people that are friends with us have also analyzed it. But It's also been analyzed by like every motherfucker, their brother, their sister, their second cousin. Uh, they're all Final Fantasy Eight fans. Their dog, that, the dog's know, just,
1: reacting to the fucking trailer. Yeah, yeah the dog you know, like, shits. The dog um, shits on the carpet. Oh, here's my dog's reaction to Final Fantasy Sixteen. It's like, all right, we're a yeah.
0: He, he didn't shit as much as he normally does when. He,
1: yeah. It <laughs> normally yeah, exactly. has a
0: big shit. This time he's had a little shit, so that means the game's not right. too bad. Um, but what I really want to talk about, like like just to end this, is the future of Final Fantasy as a franchise because we now know we have two Final Fantasy games, technically three, on the horizon, definitely, which are 16 and 7R, 2 and 3. Do we get into this point where... And maybe this is going to be a good thing where there's a creative rivalry between the two creative units to do better than the other. Because that would be something that I've always been a fan of, just genuinely creative rivalries or business rivalries like Coke and Pepsi just trying to outdo each other. Or back, sure. in, back in the Attitude Era days, WWE and WCW just fighting. We've got the NWO, we've got DX, we've got Stone Cold, we've got Goldberg, and they're just trying to one-up each other. That's always been something that's interested me, and in the back of my mind, I get not excited, but there's a part of me that goes, "Hmm, this could start a spark in Square Enix. The most this is the most um, optimistic I'm going to be about this. This could start a spark within the company that makes them make good shit."
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing about the analogies that you gave is this is internal. It's yeah. an inter- uh, internal warfare. So I think that would actually be best, not only for the fans, but for Square Enix as a company. Because you have, now we have two different sides of the coin that are working on different projects. One appeals to the fan art, fan fiction, cosplay, uh, degenerate part of the fan group who wants to dress up like Sora and Riku and write fan fiction where they fucking kiss even though they're like 16 and also the same sex or whatever the fuck they're into. And then you have another side who's really trying to excavate from the ruins of what made Final Fantasy great, the storytelling and everything that really uh, propelled this series to the forefront of uh, many different markets. Of course, the Western market with Seven. But uh, the thing is that it's internal. So if Square Enix is smart, they're going to play to both sides. They're going to be like, listen, we have something for everybody. We have two different AAA titles. One is for the Zoomer adhd market the other is for the old heads who really just want a semblance of what made the series great in the first place and will be taking payments from both of you guys that is the smartest way to play it yeah uh, and there being an internal rivalry rivalry could only be best for both products
0: no 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 you, you know you, you summed up what i was thinking wholeheartedly you know that actually having two Final Fantasies on the fly at the same time, which kind of happened, we've only ever seen this once previously, which is when there was a team working on 9 and a team working on 8 at the same time. And they were both moving in different directions, you know, and they both had very different visions. In fact, this could even be very similar, because as you've already mentioned, you know, we're Sakaguchi making nine as this like love story to the past. And then eight trying to build on the cyber high tech stuff that seven did. Do we have the same dichotomy now with seven are using this sort of modern, uh, sci-fi fantasy mix. And then 16 going, we're going back to basics. We're going back to the root of what everyone loved about the franchise. We're going on, we're going back to what puts on the map. Like, is it a similar dichotomy to 8 and 9 being produced at the same time. And obviously there was a year between them in terms of release date, but they were being made at the exact same time.
1: Yeah, I think so. And again, uh, Final Fantasy fans are going to probably buy both. Probably, like, I, I really don't want to say I'm going to get 7 Remake Part 2, but that's probably the meat of the story of the OG 7 for me. And if there's even some portions of the game where I can play through... You know Barrett's iconic scene with Dyne, Red Thirteen and Seto, uh, all that great stuff, and meeting Sid and all of that stuff that's in that meat of the story of Seven for me. And I'm sure, as an OG, big Final Fantasy Seven like you are, like you're gonna get that game. I'll probably buy it, and I'll buy Sixteen. So even though they're two completely different things, it it, it works for Square Enix not just because they have two different Final Fantasy titles on the fly at the same time but they're not two completely different titles. One is a completely new title and the other is a sort of remake, rehash of a classic title. So it's almost like this entire, I don't wanna say this was a marketing strategy from the beginning. I really cannot give these people that much credit considering they just changed up their internal corporate structure again in 2019 to better facilitate what they're trying to do. I don't wanna give them that much credit. They're not master Xehanort, they're not thinking 1300 moves ahead like shikamaru from naruto or some bullshit like that But I think what they've fallen into is going to work out best for them I think you're completely right. I think that if they play to their strengths given the situation and given uh, The dichotomy of what they're going to produce and the dichotomy and the division in the fan base They will do well as long as they do that. Please do not try to intersect the universes of 16 and 7R. Please do not do some dumb bullshit <laughs> like that. Please. I beg you. Please I, I, let them be I, different. I, I,
0: you know, I don't... I know Yoshi P's only a producer but I don't see him thinking that's going to be a good idea.
1: No, I think I, I see uh, Katase and Nomura thinking that shit would be piff, and it fucking isn't. Yeah, yeah Look, You want to add end. a DLC weapon? You want to put Buster Sword in 16 as DLC? You want to put some weapon from 16 or a side quest from 16 in 7R Part 3? That's cool. But don't make it an Avengers endgame thing where they all come together and fight. Yeah, yeah we're going to fight in your universe. Because in the 16 trailer, they talk about alternate realms, so let's not...
0: Yeah, we don't uh, want that. We don't want this point where he's just like, "How do I defeat this boss? I need another hero by my side." And then lightning pops up or some shit.
1: Because <laughs> fucking cloud we was that. in tactics. Cloud yeah. was in tactics. So yeah,
0: but e- even with cloud in tactics, like the way they do it makes sense. It's sort of like, what can we pull out of this machine? That you know, what can we pull out to help us? And then cloud pops out. It's kind of right. And and that was done as like. A missable I it's been a long time since I've played it, but I'm pretty sure you can miss getting cloud.
1: I you know be, what? I've never played Tactics. It, I just it, know it's Cloud been such is such a long time. But I think I think cloud was in it before uh, seven even reached the success that it really did in the US. So it was kind of a gamble to just throw them in there like
0: that. Yeah. But you know, I think the future looking at the 16. Not, not so much the seven R side of things. I think the future is bright for Final Fantasy, and I, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw myself all in the camp of yes, we're getting it just yet because I'm still let down by everything they've done for seventeen years. But
1: <laughs> right.
0: you know, they've still got one more game to make before it even makes up for the seventeen years. I need seventeen games before I can sit there and say you've erased the seventeen years of bullshit. But right. it's. I, yeah, I'm cautious, but optimistic. That's the easiest way to, to to explain how I feel.
1: I agree. I think it could be the true Final Fantasy of this generation. Yeah, yeah. B- going back to the way the origins of Final Fantasy and how the game came to be, even though it was supposed to be called uh, Fighting Fantasy. Okay, nerd, shut the fuck up with your... Yeah, actually we don't, don't ca- I, we don't care we don't care uh, but uh, in st- terms of arguing a true-
0: over her name it's erasu which means earth <sighs> in japanese
1: right i don't, I don't right. fucking care what do i care so we'll just call her dirt grub who gives a shit yeah.
0: so to be honest i think <sighs> we've exhausted for now uh, you're going to come back and we're going to talk about 16 again definitely it, it just over the coming year or two it's gonna happen because we know this game is in development and as more information comes out about it naturally we are going to speak about it again but for today for this episode I think we I think we're done right I think so so thanks for listening to this guy sick as I said at the start of the episode I'm joined by this is lost John mcMahon please join SquarePosting, which is our group and I hope you enjoyed this episode